Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Onside and Offshore, a dedicated podcast for professionals involved in offshoring projects. Where we chat with business owners, project managers, analysts, and software developers who have successfully supported their overseas clients from India, and also connect with entrepreneurs who outsource the work to offshoring firms. I'm your host Suresh Ashok, founder of Matsya and Fitech, with a passion for selling and supporting offshoring projects. Our guest for today's episode is Ms. Manjari Anandan, the co-founder of BlockX IT Solution and Nagaram Solutions. She began her professional journey as a lecturer in engineering college, gradually transitioned into the IT industry. After working as a freelancer, she now leads a thriving IT company that specializes in blockchain service and solutions. Welcome to our show, Manjari. Thank you so much, Suresh, for having me in your show, your podcast. Well- Well, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule. I know it's uh, over the weekend I conduct these uh, interviews. Uh, so taking your time out of the weekend, it means a lot. Once again, thank you so much. Uh, let's begin straight to the topic, uh, Manjari. When did you start working on offshoring projects? Do you recall your first client under the task? I mean, the reason I ask all my guests this question is uh, this podcast theme is based on on-site and offshoring projects. Uh, if you worked on offshoring projects or on-site or uh, you know you sold something to international audience uh, so do you remember your first uh, project uh, manjari yeah very well um, initially i started my career as an uh, uh, academic uh, lecturer and uh, after 6 years later after that only i entered into it so it was all very new to me uh, how the entire uh, it culture works that was not i was not very much aware of it initially um so it was it was very fresh that point um i started my uh, journey as an uh, mobile application developer that was my first uh, developing role uh, so the first client was completely um from our i mean uh, they are from our uh, i mean from india only um uh, my company uh, they asked me to draft out certain things Uh, related to the requirement and uh, their uh, um, basic uh, needs that has to be that has to be dealt from our side um but i was not very much aware of it um i was taking time to understand everything in a uh, in a very slow process like uh, it's all very new so i wanted to ask everything from the client but the client was uh, the client thought that we'll be able to help them but uh, from my side i was not able to help the client but instead that i was getting the information from the client and uh, trying to understand from our perspective what we have to do initial conversations let us initial few days it was very difficult and then later uh, we got like we uh, both our client both from the client side from our side we got sync together and then we started building the application um, it was a um kind of an um, e-commerce based app that was the one which uh, we started uh, building uh, during my first stage of career i mean that when i started as an android developer that right. was the first thing so the task was a bit difficult but it was enjoyable also right and how does this journey happen from being a lecturer to becoming a software developer mobile developer and also how difficult was the transition no Uh, to be very very honest, I didn't plan 
that I have to uh, move from this uh, teaching profession to uh, uh, IT background. From the initial days, I have passion for teaching. So I just wanted to enter into this teaching field uh, to learn something. That was my major thing. But I, I wanted to share knowledge with everyone, to, to the students. And working with students, it's always fun. Even now, it's kind of very interesting <laughs> and uh, it's very fun. Um, being with young minds, trying to understand their concept in, from their way. So uh, that is also one of the major thing why I wanted to move from teaching to uh, uh, development, I mean, for, uh, from teaching to IT uh, part. Um, the continuous learning, which made me to um, understand few things. Um, I was keep on learning on new, new technologies. I was not able to... Um, stick on with one single technology for a uh, complete year or two. So I wanted to move on from one level to another level so I can share knowledge with everyone. That too, with students, there was a lot of questions coming. These students were the mm, inspiring uh, part, I have to say, because of them only I started uh, trying to code. Um, even though I was a computer science graduate, um, coding was not that... Um, interesting thing for me in the initial days but students were the one who were keeping me to try new new things so i started uh, dissecting the code trying to debug it trying to figure out the solution for that trying to work on with new new paths um, i thought like okay now that it's a time like uh, teaching i have done teaching uh, uh, for around six years so i thought like okay now it is better to enter into the development uh, sector uh, I mean, like in the IT field, uh, so that I can learn some more things. I, I experiencing it in the real time. That is also another way where we can learn um, in a better way. That's right. what I feel. Yeah. What motivated you to move to the IT industry from a teaching profession, which is completely different, and here in the IT industry where you learn coding and all? How difficult was it? In a sense, <laughs> you, you're learning something completely different, and for someone. Right. Who is, right. for example, I'm I'm from a sales background. For me to choose developing, I can't even think about it. I can't even imagine it. So exactly. how what what motivated you? How consistent you were that I, I've decided that I have to move into the IT industry and I choose development as my career. So what are the steps you took and learning? What kind of learning you went through to become a developer? You know, from uh, from a lecturer. Okay, so the first thing I have to say is during my. Um, uh, initial uh, academic career um, when we teach students uh, it is not the teaching alone we have to help them in understanding the complete uh, portion of what we are teaching and sorry and to interrupt you and then the teaching was purely on uh, engineering com- right engine computer science engineering uh, computer science okay. uh, yeah completely core languages so language comes like c c plus plus java Python, all these languages also was there. Along with that, uh, operating system, database management, networking, every other core part of computer engineering was also there. So as a lecturer, uh, when I was working in an engineering college, um, I usually have this uh, part. Semester to semester, I always wanted a new subject. I don't stick on to one single subject. So um, there was a rule in my college, like if you started taking database management system, for example, in the in, in one semester, and then you have to specialize that for every semester. But I told extremely to my uh, management, I mean, exclusively to my head of the department saying that I don't want to do that. 
I, I I just wanted to move from one semester to semester. I'll take up new uh, languages or new um, uh, subject, and I wanted to learn that, uh, 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 dissect it in every possible way. Wanted to share it with the students in what all possible methods, what are possible technologies that can be coming up in that particular um, subject. So this was the first thing which motivated me to learn different languages also. So the second thing, once after finishing, I mean, when I was doing this um, academic, um, when I was into this academic career itself, I started thinking of moving to my master's degree. So my master's degree I went and did in uh, uh, University of Sheffield, which is in UK. So the master's degree completely, it's related to programming only. Uh, advanced software engineering completely it was related to programming that's when i got introduced to mobile application development my elective was mobile application development so in that mobile application development um, the final year i mean that master's uh, final semester the whole five to six months um, i have to i was supposed to do a project uh, the final thesis that uh, final thesis was completely based on hybrid mobile apps. Uh, there was no group formation. They were, they were allowing to form groups. Uh, but during my bachelor's degree also, I didn't have any uh, group-related project. I took individual project. I told my faculty that I'll do it on my own mm, so that I can learn. I can contribute the whole thing. I can contribute it uh, from my side. Um, so the same thing happened in master's also. So I told my supervisor that I'll do it on my own. And I just asked his help uh, in uh, formulating things alone. So entirely for three to four months, I was sitting and learning. Hybrid mobile application means there are three parts in that. Mm -hmm. I have to choose from that. jQuery mobile, um, then uh, some uh, .NET related um, Xamarin. Xamarin was another. Xamarin, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Zavaran was there and um, jQuery Mobile was there. So my faculty was kind of very much interested in knowing what I'm going to, which part I'm going to choose. So um, uh, I told like I'll go for jQuery Mobile. Uh, I wanted to keep it a little bit simple because I am the only one working. Uh, so I wanted to keep it a little bit simple as well as I have to complete the project also. So jQuery Mobile, I felt it was okay. So I started from the scratch. I prepared everything uh, right from the bottom level and I created a project on that. I completed it and I submitted the thesis. Uh, so with that, I got confidence. So I thought like, okay, it is fine. I mean, if I, even if I am planning to switch over my career into IT, it is it will be easier for me uh, to learn. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a self-learner, self-learning person. Like I don't... Um, go and learn in any institute or anything just like that i start um, putting my efforts in learning on uh, certain new languages that happened because since i was in teaching also so generally what happens is when you start learning in my head i'll make it make sure that okay i'm going to say it to somebody else right so i'm going to teach to someone i'm going to share it, this to someone so in that case what happens is i will be preparing in, in a very hard way, I'll be preparing so that I should not make any mistakes when I'm sharing knowledge with someone. I should not say wrong things. So that uh, because people, whoever is going to get this knowledge from me, definitely they'll be working on with that. So I was very cautious in that. So I put a lot of efforts in learning languages and trying to build uh, even the applications, whatever I was trying to build 
uh, while learning this coding part uh, i sit and uh, read i sit and work on with every single thing why a bracket comes here what is the reason for this semicolon over here uh, why do we have to put uh, um, se- separate uh, lines in all these things because these questions definitely if i teach to someone they will ask me so with dissecting all these things that's how i kind of uh, entered into coding part so it was not very difficult for me because right from the beginning uh, i've been like kind of going on with the same flow so it was not very difficult the one and only thing which i felt a little bit stressful was the technology mm-hmm. because minute by minute our computer in computer science or it um, the technology changes the, that was the only stressful thing because we i it's like we i can't stay in one single technology for more than a year Uh, yeah. because world is moving on with another technology but i'm still sitting on with the uh, i mean in the uh, <laughs> older technology means i felt like it was oh my god i i didn't know this technology so at least i have to understand what this technology is and along with this coding i was also training people mm. so corporate training i was also into another sector corporate training so coding was also there corporate training was also there so now both the purpose are getting served how we, how it, it's getting served is that uh, when i try to train the professionals definitely it will be a practical way of training it's not like a college way of college it's not a college syllabus right in college we'll be like kind of providing them a theoretical way of uh, training and when they come to a career point of view definitely it has to be a practical point of practical kind of training so in practical kind of training is we have to give them projects right we have to help them work on that projects and lively we have to show them how the output is and i have to explain each and every line in the code mm. and there will be some people who will be asking me what will happen if i put a semicolon over here if i put a full, yeah, full stop over here if i put if i am not keeping a line i mean if i am not writing this line can you say me what exactly the error will be if i am not trying to do that then i have to immediately show them right so these two things were helping hand in hand so oh, that's very impressive manjari and the way you're talking as if it's like a cake walk i mean for me someone i also tried changing my career every time i thought about becoming someone else it never worked out for me so i've stuck yeah. up with sales for you it's like uh, i think one thing i've learned and observed in your conversation is you're very passionate about learning and self learning is something like you know which you uh, mentioned yeah. during the conversation i think i think without that i don't think people can you know switch career from lecturer i mean i, I just imagine you standing in the classroom then sitting in mm-hmm. front of your laptop doing coding work and again you made a switch from mobile development to becoming a data scientist right yeah as i said in the in the previous uh, for the previous question when i answered i told you like this it field itself constantly you want to evolve yourself so you you yeah. felt that data scientist is something the next big thing and you you switched to your career over there people used to see me as a weird person because i never stick on to one single technology <laughs> okay <laughs> because is that, is that only related to technology not to personal life right <laughs> no, not to personal life, not to personal the, the problem is I, i i can't stay in one single place right and i can't work in a routine uh, base environment yeah yeah so the, mm. yeah so there should be some interesting thing that has to happen in my life that to in professional career mm-hmm. uh, personal 
uh, which I, I it is not possible for me to change. I can't change people <laughs> then and there regularly. <laughs> that was the thing. I have to keep myself in a different way when it comes to professional life. So Absolutely. I, I said that on a lighter. I said that on a lighter note, Manja. You don't have to take it seriously and give any explanation for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is something. It's it, it's important, right? Like yeah, um, many people have asked me this question. You're right. kind of moving from technology to technology, right. and you're not kind of sick. Uh, there is also a notion that since we move from technology to technology, how yeah. far you will be able to specialize in one single technology. True, 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 true. And who who has been the biggest uh, uh, motivator for you in terms of whenever you tried switching career? I mean, uh, in the sense the career change, and who has criticized you the most in your friend circle or in your family? Anybody? <laughs> it's not like criticizing. Uh-huh. see me as i said they see me as a weird person it's not that they they that the major thing is they won't be able the, the first the main point is certain things something if we are not able to understand very clearly then obviously the part will be like why do you want to uh, kind of switch on like this right um, in that case my mom uh she used to ask me a lot of questions and uh, she is my biggest motivator also and mm. she is the one she doesn't criticize and all mm. but uh, she she uh, out of curiosity she asked like why what is the reason why this time you are learning this last time you are learning that <laughs> and now you are doing this certification mm. why why do you want to do that you can just stick on to that one so that it will be easier why are you taking a lot of hard steps uh, right. because Uh, when you do, wanted to do a certification means you need to figure out in uh, first of all we need to know the technology mm-hmm. and then we need to put our own time regularly out of the uh, apart from the working part we need to spend some time on learning True. and that learning happens during after completing the work hours only we will be learn so obviously my sleep will go off and until we kind of finish up that there won't be any possibility for me to think about the next thing Right. because my certification is uh, so that is something i have kept in my head right so these things when people seeing from outside what they'll think is that oh my god i'm kind of putting lot of hard work in this but for me it was not like that for me it's like kind of a process it's it, it's it's a general process okay i'm kind of moving in a very regular pace mm. so so they don't criticize it but they think that i'm working very hard i'm spending lot of time in uh, trying to figure out uh, certain different technologies taking up certifications even now i kind of move from one um yeah, i mean like right now it uh, as you as you said like it's a data scientist right mobile application to data scientist till 2018 only i was a data scientist after that i started pursuing um blockchain certification right and and, uh, and that was that time like the technology was coming up and i was fascinated about that technology so i wanted to uh, do uh, some research on that and um, wanted to know like how how i can um, bring some uh, different change using that particular technology whether it is possible for me to provide any service or to build a product or to help students in uh, learning something like that so because of this i keep doing this right and and majorly how has this transition impacted your career uh, and what advice would you give to someone attempting to make a similar change based on your own experience and accomplishment in your career mm-hmm. so yeah so the trans i mean like uh, if i have to say basically i'm sticking on with the same career only mm-hmm. right 
right from the um, um, there is a one single ship that was from teaching to um it, IT yeah mm, but the coding initial stage only i was into coding and then later i was not much into this coding um always i'm kind of passionate about teaching helping students trying to share knowledge with them so i kept teaching as one of my main uh, part where whatever i do i need i wanted to connect it with students i want to share it with the others who, whether it is students or professionals whatever it is training has become a part of it so computer science right from the beginning i'm kind of dealing with the same thing on a different domain level i'm going on uh, another thing is if somebody wants to make this career shift they can do it it's not that hard the only thing is we need to figure out how much passion we have on that particular level uh, and another thing is like a little bit of hard work is required absolutely i think your teaching profession helped you to you know keep learning yeah. and made made you a better person in terms of understanding new stuff and you were a very quick learner as well i mean that's what i observed like you know in the little interaction what i had with you so far and what yeah. advice would you give to someone who's starting out uh, the career fresh in the it industry great so first thing is they should have patience mm-hmm. whatever industry they are going on right one thing continuous learning second thing uh, as a it person if they are starting out their career it's that you need to start understanding what in whatever domain you are whether you be an uh, junior developer mm-hmm. senior developer or you started your career as a consultant um or maybe uh, any other uh, position maybe a digital marketer or anything in an it company or as an it uh, or taking up an an any it role uh, or to be with any career the first thing is learn about that particular role that we are into take up the responsibilities to work on with that role don't constrain yourself to that single position whatever they are giving we need to broaden our uh, vision perspective and we need to understand lot of things continuous learning is very very important and right. i'm not saying that you need to switch on from one technology to another technology well, that is not the thing what i'm saying what i'm saying is in if you are a mobile application developer or if you are a front end developer or whatever it is uh, just go through everything that comes in that area now what people do is that now what freshers do is that they stick on to one single part saying that this is my area this is what i'll do i don't know the other uh, for example as a digital marketer uh, the the as a digital marketer the person has to have an idea of how to write a content right how to design it mm-hmm. he need not be a particular uh, he need not be a graphic designer and all but at least he should be able to, they should i mean he or she whoever it is they should be able to understand how exactly to capture the market and right. how this content can reach the la- larger audience right so we, they should not say like oh, that is not my work i just run the ad campaign that's it i I'll, i'll be working on with that only you pay you give me that uh, how much amount uh, i mean what is the lead that you want i can generate that and i'll give that's it uh, rest of the things come doesn't come in my domain means that's not how it works that's not how people grow also so as a fresher if they develop 
whoever it is whatever field they go on if they develop these kind of this this attitude of broadening their um, domain under their domain if they broaden it under their domain if they learn frequently if they learn continuously in their domain only in their domain only lot of changes occurs how many years should they stick for example if they just joined a company uh, as a fresher for them to mature and i i know they, they won't get into the expert level but to have some level of understanding in any development or testing or in marketing how many years should they invest uh, in the first job like in the sense i mean they can stay and sustain for 10 15 years in the same company but to to reach that maturity level okay fine like you know, i can call myself uh, you know I, i know understand things better now for a, especially for a developer or you know from the tech background i'm not that much i mean to be very honest uh, people have different different uh, level of um, understanding certain things some right. will be like taking it in a very faster way like within 6 months they'll be able to uh, entirely learn mm-hmm. the new things wow okay somebody will be like kind of taking a year or for some at least five projects if they do it in that particular domain only they'll be calling themselves as a uh, better programmer right. or right. better uh, developer right so whether it is it's not like how long you stay or how long it takes it's like every single time when you try to develop a project or when you try to develop an application or even if it is a small code the idea is to learn something from that right because the same code is not going to come for the comp- other five projects also different different codes different different re- requirements different different approach only we are going to do it so every single thing from that what you are planning to learn and from that learning how do you mature, how what level of maturity you have gained from the first level of coding from the, what uh, uh, to the next level right and which five technology fields do you believe in or worth concentrating for the next 5 to 10 years any anything you want to bet on mm, currently it's data science mm-hmm. data science and artificial intelligence um blockchain okay iot cyber yeah. security Mm-hmm. so these are the areas fantastic and and you you run a business i mean uh, focusing on blockchain as your core services what led you to start your own business i believe you oversee two businesses one is uh, uh, block x it uh, solution and uh, nagaram services right um so the thing is after i uh, started my blockchain uh, certification um i got an opportunity in uh, us to uh, i went there for doing some certification only so when i went there i started helping company startup companies uh, in setting in, uh, in consulting so i was working as a blockchain consultant i was learning as well as i was helping them also i was there for um, j- just one and a half years i was there in uh, us and then i came back uh, to india Mm-hmm. uh that period it was like kind of the end of 2019 i came back to india the end of 2019 and i was supposed to go back to us that moment it was uh, covid, COVID yeah. period so everything got uh, shut down then uh, i was not in a position to return back and when when everything is going to get normalized we were, we were not sure also about that but still uh, i was helping uh us companies from uh, sitting in india i was helping us companies um, regarding uh, project uh, 
technical uh, architectures related to blockchain then some of my friends who are also like kind of into blockchain that time blockchain was kind of little bit coming up mm-hmm. um not in india but in um, us mm-hmm. us lot of people were entering into nfts blockchain based decentralized applications they were talking about cryptocurrencies everything was going in a very faster way that moment that period so some of my friends who were also interested in it um we thought like okay we'll start as a freelancing uh, freelance developers we'll get projects and we will try and develop it so with few of my friends um some of my friends they kind of brought in the project i connected with the client spoke with them about the architectural framework structure everything prepared all that entire documents and there were two friends who were able to develop it completely so two friends were bringing in project i was the one who was coordinating with the client uh, connecting it with the developers and finally we used to deliver so all together like four or five people were combinedly we were working for six months it was all very good lot of projects we took lot of different clients we were seeing and all were all were like kind of it was like kind of an um, i have to say that was a golden period because per month we were doing three to four projects Wow. there was no time to even i mean entire world was running behind <laughs> i mean thinking about corona and um, our side we were like kind of thinking about how to deliver this project completely without any problem right and um, immediately what that for six months the first six months went up 2020 first six months it was like this the second six months it was completely with nft non fungible tokens that yeah. was t- touching the peak and um, we were not able to sleep also completely lot of projects were coming in lot of people were asking about nfts then end of 2021 uh, we decided that now one of my uh, developer friend and um, myself we thought like okay now it's time to start a company instead of going on with this uh, freelancing thing. because freelancing part is kind of another stressful thing you need to manage everyone we won't be able to see they were also not going to tied up with us uh, it's kind of an uh, they are not an employee for us also we are all like kind of working on a separate uh, individual level basis and trying to connect them trying to get all those details properly delivering it to the client that was kind of another um, it was not stressful it was like kind of we were not following a proper strategy for that then we thought like starting a company would be better so beginning of 2022 we started our own blockchain based company so completely we were taking only blockchain projects so all different blockchain projects from us uk and um, australia I would like to learn more about your services what benefits does it provide to the customer in the sense uh, how do you get your requirements uh, and who are your clients in the sense like you, know, you don't have to mention any client name but at least the industry and what problem would they come up with and how how do you provide solution right so initially when we started we were uh, we were having individual clients like people those who are interested in developing their own applications they wanted to uh, i mean like initially um, they were all interested who uh, the clients were very much interested on individual projects uh, their own projects right not an as a whole it was not like a systemized or it was not like a platform it was an individual product for their own benefit they kind of gave it to us and for one year we kind of did that um, process 
and later after that when we started as a company we were not only focusing on blockchain we were focusing because blockchain is not only the one technology which is uh, kind of working if we have to work on with the front end also we have to work on with the back end apart from that we have to work on with mobile application development so when we started as a company these clients who were with us initially they started bringing us other clients right. and then they started bringing some bigger projects something related to real estate right. real estate nft based token nft based real estate where tokens are provided as nfts and completely they were like kind of trying to take it into blockchain based uh, concept so that was a bigger project uh, medical health related projects we got and um, we got banking related uh, banking in the sense not the complete banking one part of that banking related to insurance sector that was also there so there were clients who wanted to build crypto wallets and uh, they were clients who were also interested in uh, developing uh, gaming right blockchain gaming right so that was also there so after starting a company we were able to get these like, the same clients they were bringing their own uh, uh, friends and other uh, clients as reference with some bigger project and we were also approaching some other uh, consultancies we had few consultants from us uh, we tied up with them Right. So they were also helping us in getting uh, projects. Right. Do you want to talk yeah. about any specific project which had a major impact on a customer? Like he that like like for me like I assume that I'm a company and this is a problem I had. This is what mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to develop for me or this is what I want you to give a solution for me. Something on those lines if you can mention. Uh yes. So initially when we started as a company we had a client who um wanted to Uh, create a application similar to that of our uh, paytm okay they were not having it in their place but this paytm kind of application what this client was mentioning was extremely uh, related to crypto wallet as i mentioned there was a client who wanted to build a crypto wallet completely based on qr code so that time what happened was there was a lot of difficulties first thing is um there was that the client was not in a position to research completely on how this crypto wallet is going to function in their country what and this was a, this was for a us client right right yeah us okay. client us client us client uh, you, you know very well like us are in different states in us they have different uh, taxation legal uh, conditions right even though, so every single state has its own taxing policies so this client uh, he was from texas so the, when they came to us it was a rough raw idea just they told crypto wallet that's it but frequently they were coming to the meeting they were providing their inputs we were providing our inputs asking them lot of questions trying to understand what exactly the uh, requirement that they are going to i mean what exactly their need is everything we were getting it and then slowly slowly we understood that there are more complications because developing a crypto wallet is fine but without knowing the entire legal uh, entity towards that particular state it it definitely it will create problem for everyone so generally what we do is that when somebody who may be the client when they come to us when they say certain things from my point of uh, view what generally i'll do is that i look into all the 
possible areas where uh, complications will rise. It's not our work is not only to deliver the project. We need to help the client in understanding how exactly this product is going to work when they launch it. Right. And apart from that, what difficulty they will be facing if they are not following these things in their country. Some clients are very smart, very, I mean, like some clients are very well, they would have researched their entire uh, platform as well as their idea with the with their current uh, country's policies. But some clients, they would have not come across to do those things. So we keep it as one of our goal to explain it to our clients so that they'll understand, so that they'll come back getting up all the details. So this happened for two months. We were back and forth, back and forth. We were like kind of uh, wanting to get uh, everything proper. Just like that, we don't want to take, just not for the sort of money we are kind of wanting to take the project, finishing it up, delivering it. That's We, we don't want to do like that. Whoever it is, whoever comes to us, we wanted to provide the best uh, possible solution so that uh, uh, the end, whatever they have thought, they will be achieving. They, they, that part would be achieved. So we help them framing the structure itself. Mm-hmm. We help them completely framing the structure. They, he, uh, then later in the stage, we ask them to appoint an auditor, legal entity in their own company itself to study about these policies. Because blockchain, cryptocurrency, crypto wallet is a place, I mean, crypto wallet means that obviously there will be currencies getting transferred in that. And right. how far the uh, country's policies or their uh, current state policies are there, they don't know at that time when they came to us. So we pushed them. We pushed them to go and research on it. We wanted them to prepare a proper document without any problem. So later, after three months later only, we started the project by completing all these things, by giving them a complete idea. And now they are functioning it uh, in a very bigger way. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all, um, they they are the number. Uh, I mean, not number one. They are the pioneer in uh, releasing the crypto wallet in their state, um, in state of Texas. So this was something which uh, which took a lot of time for us because it's a tiring process. Mm-hmm. We need to research. They need to research back and forth. Regular meetings. Um, and you know very well, U.S. clients, their timing is different. So obviously, we have to sit late at night and we have to help them in structuring everything. And even though it was not exactly uh, they were asking, but we wanted them to understand. Uh, they were pushing us. They were saying, like, no need to think of all these things. Just develop it and provide it to us. But that that is not the way that we function. When we take the project, we have to know, we have to understand the entire thing. And then, then later that only we will start. So for a pre for a period of three months, you were doing the investigation and research uh, mm-hmm. before even starting the work. Am I correct? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. And you, your team also looked into the legal issue before launching the uh, the application live. I think that's that's very interesting. So you were yes. the guiding force uh, to inform the client. Listen, these are the uh, factors or the challenges involved uh, before we think about even getting into the development stage. 
Yeah, uh, myself as well as my co-partner, that right. is a co-founder of our, our BlockX uh, company. He also is the in, in, works in the same way. He doesn't take the project more than me. He mm-hmm. is something in that way. Like uh, even if I take a project and if I go and give it to him, he'll say like, "Okay, have you researched everything?" Like, right. is it okay? And uh, then he will look into the other specific areas. Just like that, he won't take and he won't do it. For him, everything has to be perfect. And for him, it's like kind of no, I mean, no complication should be there. Right. So when we start means the work has to go smooth. Suddenly they should not come and say like, oh, the critical issue is here. The, the, the policies are not accepting the wallet. So what are we supposed to do? Now the problem comes to us because we'll put a lot of time and effort, team, everything in developing it. And suddenly in halfway, when the client comes and says like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> uh, we need to stop or pause the project right. because of these, these conditions, we will go through this and then we'll come back. That is a tiring process, right? Again. Absolutely. So instead of putting everybody into that phase, better we'll go through it in the initial stage itself. Right. So um, we have got into that so what is your current role in the organization what role do you play um i mean do you only do client facing or you still have hands-on experience in development what is your current role my current role in the company is uh consultant right um so i directly deal with clients and uh, i help them in understanding because technology is very new so a lot of people they may not they may not be knowing the complete idea of how this technology works right so i'll i'll help them understand the technology provide them the uh, solution for that um, and uh, make them understand before moving to the technical part there are two ways in which we work first it uh, I, when i meet the client when i kind of start discussing with the client for a week or two i won't even ask them to prepare anything i won't even ask them to uh, provide me a technical documentation and all first i'll gather all the informations i'll prepare the technical stuff so whatever they have mentioned according to that i'll prepare it i'll show it to them whether this is right are we there in the same page or what we'll choose, we'll see that and then uh, we'll move on to the next level of connecting with the tech head my other co uh, partner will be coming right after two weeks only they will be able to uh, enter into the picture then he'll go through the technical part of it and once everything is clear then we will try and sign the uh, contract or whatever it is and then we do the projects so more or less you day. act as an investigator you understand the client mm-hmm. requirement you study the environment uh, then you yeah. create a document saying that what are the pros and cons involved while creating exactly. something like this and then it goes exactly. to the next team uh, you know the the technical team right exactly exactly okay fantastic right. and and who are your audience like you know do you only sell to international audience or you also worked in uh, you know done projects in india yeah we are doing both are our audience only domestic clients also we are taking international clients also are taking initially it was only international clients then later when the visibility our uh, regarding the technology came into our uh, country then now lot of indian clients are also there right so you do you guys do aggressively i mean aggressively promote your product or solution in the international market as of now we are like kind of in the stage of service based company only right we are thinking of moving towards product we are dealing with that also but uh, right now we are into the service uh, related uh, thing 
Right. So we don't uh, market it. I mean, we are not marketing anything. Um, the major thing is all our uh, clients who, who were our previous clients. We have repeated the. I mean, um, the same uh, clients who, who gave us a different project. Now they come up with a different idea and they wanted to develop it in a different way. Fantastic. And they bring in their other clients also. They bring in their friends also, some reference. And then consultants with whom we have been tying up with for a longer time, mm-hmm. they also come up with new, new ideas, new concepts. They bring in clients from that side also. So, yeah, this is how we work. Specifically, we are not focusing on marketing. Right. With all the clients that you have been working on for these years, uh, through that only we are getting business. Well, absolutely. You guys have done some excellent work uh, in terms mm-hmm. of your services concerned. So obviously you're going to get some okay. good references. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And Manjur, how do you set your business apart from others in the industry, your competitors? Uh, something like, you know, unique thing you bring to the table. I mean, I, I, what I observed is the kind of investigation and research you do uh, before even starting your work. I think that's that's phenomenal. Uh, you know, you're not looking at just getting a project. So let me jump in and start the work. Nothing like that. But what all the other things like, you know, you bring to the table uh, for your clients? See, the main thing is personally, I believe uh, trust is something very important between the client and the company. Second thing is, even though if the client is not patient, personally, I feel that we have to be patient in understanding what they want. So there should be a personal touch, uh, a proper way of um, understanding what they want. Because I have seen a lot of my clients saying that, um, see, I'm going to say something. I don't know whether you will understand it or not, uh, because it is all very complicated. Um, I don't know how to put it uh, because the technology itself is a bit complicated. So we don't know exactly how to provide the entire um, details because client to client, um, every client has got a different skill, different idea, different perspective, different way of approach. So these whoever is coming to us, the first thing is they have to communicate with me on so they have to talk with me and then only I'll be taking up the uh, entire uh, process. So when they talk with me, I'll be asking certain questions. It can, it, sometimes I'll be sending them the questionnaire, asking them what exactly they are wanting to do, why they want to do this product. Sometimes if we go on with a conversation, uh, either phone conversation or a Zoom call, for at least 30 minutes, I'll be asking them why, they, why do they wanted to do this project. What exactly triggered them to do this project? Is there anybody else in the market who has already done this project? How are they going to uh, segregate themselves from them? Um, So these details, the reason why I wanted to get it from the client is that so that I can understand exactly how serious they are uh, in in, um, this particular project because out of experience i have seen a lot of clients coming in they are saying i want to do this uh, okay when we ask them to connect for the next meeting they won't turn up or somebody will come and then they'll say uh, just give me a quote for this yeah. okay we'll prepare something and we'll give the quote um, even preparing the quote before preparing the quote also we used to ask these questions but after preparing the quote and give it to them they'll say they won't turn up. You know, you you might have also experienced right. this, right? Yes. After giving that quote, after giving the quote, people will be like kind of the client will be like very silent. They won't even say anything. 
they won't even say like uh, we didn't uh, this quote is not the appropriate one i want a different quote this, shall we go on for a different approach they won't even say that just they will be very silent and uh, this the, these things i personally i felt that um, they either they are looking for some better option or they are not very much strong uh, enough to understand um, what exactly they wanted to do with that product or how to bring that product to uh, real world right uh, so to make sure that they are also in the same page they also know what exactly that they are building they are not building completely they are giving it to somebody else but at the same time they are the one they are the person who are uh, who is investing in that so uh, we just i just wanted them to understand um from for my sake also this is this is from my part also i just wanted to do that because i wanted to understand the entire client pulse so from that itself you can understand okay this person yeah seriously they are interested so fine this project will be 100% successful if we take them or else in the first level itself when we see when we talk with them we will we'll be understanding okay this client this person they are not much serious it's it's fine if i mean like it's okay like if they are going also it's okay if they are coming also it's okay and we need not uh, put lot of time and effort in that right to run and ask them the other questions so that's something like um, because everybody's time is very important right right so uh, when when something is not going well initially itself we'll have that gut feeling Mm-hmm. after talking with so many uh, clients after taking up uh, at one level that gut feeling will start working right so i, I used to say to my people also like uh, when they also sit in the meeting and somebody is kind of talking for hours and hours and hours two days three days four days when they are talking <laughs> without bringing anything right. just like that when i'm talking I'll, i'll say to my team just leave that it's not going to work this they they'll say like how can you say that they are coming regularly they are, they are they are talking with us it seems like they are interested i say I, I just like that i'll say like no it won't work right. please don't run behind them don't attend the meeting it's like if somebody is interested we know mm-hmm. we know exactly if they are interested right. if somebody is just trying to come to us just to get the information then it won't work like that so So, uh, this is something like through experience absolutely uh, any failed project due to misunderstanding oh. of requirements <laughs> or uh, uh, things was not shared properly i i don't want you to blame anybody but uh, since you mentioned exclusively on the kind of investigation and research you do prior to subscribing to a project any you want to share about any experience where the mm-hmm. project didn't go well like you know where you had to drop it or the client was not happy let me say you when you see this this kind of investigation came after those things on <laughs> <Yeah, true. laughs> you know initially initially that experience were not there right right um i was i mean initially whatever came in my in our way we were like kind of uh, thinking okay we can do it we'll take it uh, enthusiastically it's not about curiosity also we are, it, it, we were very much enthusiastically taking up those projects so one particular thing let me say i'm not blaming them and all it's an experience for it it's a lesson which we learned if the client was from india that was the period when they wanted to uh, start their own decentralized finance application which was related to blockchain so they approached us uh, they were having a very big vision they were having a very big idea um, they came up with everything 
it's not that we were supposed to give them an uh, information they came up with everything they came up with everything they said this is how it should be this is how the entire website should be this is how the process should be this is how it has to go this is what we are doing this is what we wanted to do this is something they have mentioned it very clearly so but they were not very much into this marketing part so initially when we started taking the project personally i recommended them uh, they have to think about marketing also because the product when it comes to blockchain the main thing is market community marketing when marketing is not done properly then obviously the product will fail so they told uh, it, it was a very big project and they wanted us to do it in a 3 to 4 months time period so that alone uh, we suggested that it is not possible uh, to go on with uh, within 4 months of time period we are not supposed we won't be able to do this bigger project because we have to divide it into modules so let us divide into modules the first phase we will launch when you are launching the first phase you have to get ready with the marketing also this was something we have been saying it to them right from the beginning and uh, since we were not into that uh, community based marketing we kind of asked them to connect with other people um, and we want because we have also seen people successfully making um, a product very much successful with the help of marketing so we wanted that this client also to do that but uh, i don't know what happened but they were like kind of asking us to finish off the product we finished off we didn't get the payment <laughs> we didn't get the payment yeah, uh, in, in for the first advance payment alone they paid and then they told us like we'll finish off we will please finish off the project and then we we launch the first module once the first module gets launched through that we will be getting lot of uh, traction and with that we will with that funding we will start the second uh, um, module Right. we took that very lightly we took that very lightly we didn't do any research that time i was also not doing any research and all mm-hmm. i just told them marketing is very important my team entirely they were also saying that marketing is very important if marketing is not done properly there is no possibility for us to move towards a second module marketing was not done mm-hmm. they were doing it but that was not up to the mark right typically the product failed mm-hmm. the whatever vision they were having it was like completely uh, went out and um, they were not able to pay us we we didn't ask them but we understood we understood entirely like in in front of our own eyes like whatever we developed um, it's like kind of a process we did it and that was a first client uh, from india we are uh, doing a project for them we were very happy that domestic client has come <laughs> that that entirely we were not able to finish it up. something it was a learning lesson for us then later we understood like no it is important for us to research absolutely whether the client knows or not that is different but even if the client knows there are certain small small things that from from our side we have to take uh, responsibility to take uh, time to uh, investigate all these things and now uh, once that when the product failed um i was seriously i mean like when i was not getting depressed but i felt really very very bad for them as well as for ourselves <laughs> yeah so what sort of uh, um, suggestion if if we would have pressured the client to get into the marketing first and then later to the modules means it would have gone in a better way that we didn't do it we thought like okay fine uh, because they were saying module 1 is important then we will do marketing we accepted for whatever the client said 
that was the first mistake from our side knowing that marketing is very important we should have stress we should have pressurized the client to go on with the marketing first get ready with your community then come to us with the development part. so we can do the development part next so that was the first um, I, I had this kind of effect uh, from that uh, for quite some time like at least for a month i was having like i was very very cautious and the next time when i started taking project i was becoming very cautious thinking that okay now it's time for us to rebuild a different strategy fantastic that's when it came all these things awesome that's a very good impressive story <laughs> yeah really yeah it's all a learning lesson absolutely I mean, like uh, and that also made that. your uh, organization a better place to work in the sense like you, know, you guys do proper investigation prior to taking up any work or task right right exactly exactly yeah fantastic and what guidance or recommendation would you offer to aspiring entrepreneurs in india uh, could you provide some actionable item on establishing their own company and uh, Uh, for example you you started as a lecturer then freelance i mean developer then freelancer then setting up your own business what are the challenges uh, as an entrepreneur you face every day and what are the key areas one should focus uh, to you know to keep enhancing your business and keep the you know the business moving forward towards a successful story so let us be let me be very practical in this uh, it's not an easy journey first thing uh initial i mean now now lot of people are coming up with a uh, statement saying i want to become an entrepreneur that is really really very very good you can be a product you can do a service you can whatever you are like kind of wanting to start you can start but lot of people have a thought that becoming an entrepreneur means we can earn lakhs and lakhs of money right that's the first thing which i'm kind of seeing it right now lot of people who come and uh, who just couple of days back i went to a college for giving an um, training session to deliver a training session on blockchain uh some so many of them were like kind of asking what is the method so i mean like i want to become an entrepreneur so i wanted to earn a uh, lot of money unlimited paycheck yeah <laughs> yeah so, uh, i don't want to work for that is another one concept also uh, i don't want to work for anyone i i have to be my own boss uh, I, uh, then for that entrepreneurship is a better way and another thing is like i can earn a lot right so whoever is having this this kind of notion from my side i'll say please don't have that uh, um, thought entrepreneurship is like an art uh, it's a passion i mean like when you take up entrepreneurship it's like you need to work selflessly because there is a team behind uh, it, it's not behind us it's like along with us the complete team is there it's not one single person who's doing it the driving force is the only one person like the thought comes to us so we are starting a business and then we are dealing moving it forward one single person we can't do anything there is a group of people along with us and we have to think about them also making money is fine right out of my own experience i'll say like at for year and a half i didn't take money we myself and my partner we didn't take any kind of money for our own purpose as a salary right it's like because we are building it team is there people are there who can, i mean we have recruited people and they they are spending time their energy their efforts in putting their uh, they are helping us 
uh, instead of thinking that somebody is working for us they are not working they are like bringing their skills to us and we are we, we are utilizing their skills and it's important for us to make them grow as well as our company also should grow and a lot of people they say that um, how can i get uh, easy success see there is nothing between the success and failure and all. it's all learning process right so you are in the process of see, initially i started my career as a lecturer everybody objected that time uh, the market i mean the it market was way, was booming all my friends was entering into it company myself i chose the career into teaching and uh, everybody was saying like why do you why are you taking teaching only people those who don't get any job they'll go for teaching and, and what <laughs> this 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 kind of this kind of thought process i don't know how come society has created a particular uh, notion about all these things so they were keep on saying me your teaching job what you will get nothing is going to be happening in teaching job it's okay fine teaching job is not going to give me anything as a salary it's that's fine not an issue it's not for the salary it's for the happiness content satisfaction true out of passion i i'm i'm going there i'm teaching students i'm learning something and with that i'm moving to another career and, and suddenly i didn't stick on with the teaching also in in, in the college level suddenly my i thought like okay it, it, it it's enough like uh, college level of teaching is right now it's not suitable uh, let me move on to professional level of teaching or in an it industry let me go as a developer then that ended like i felt like yeah fine now now instead of going to the it i mean instead of working for someone i thought like freelancing would be a better option so as per the situation environment i was changing on so everybody keeps changing on in these things whether they'll be sticking on with one job somebody will be moving on to another job somebody will be moving on with technology to technology yeah whatever it is the major thing is what exactly i mean like happiness whatever we do there should be some happiness in that part right so we are whether you are helping the client or whether you are serving someone um whether you are kind of guiding someone if that is what making you happy then figure out the passion in that try to work on with that try to shape up uh, that particular uh, concept and then uh, i mean like start a business in that or else try and uh, connect with somebody or cre- create a community because now there are a lot of opportunities right. previously it was like kind of only in a i mean you have to go to some work initially right you have to meet people uh, to connect with them you have to create uh, i mean there was not much exposure absolutely after completing a college you have to go to job and or else you have to go and start a business and now it's so it's not like that people are starting their uh, online business people are starting their um, uh, youtube channels so many different opportunities are there everybody has got they are they are figuring out their strengths and they are coming into that particular area but there is but as everybody is thinking like okay i can start a youtube channel and i can earn lots and lots of money you won't believe people last time when i went to that i mean as i said when i went to that college they were asking me i wanted to start a youtube channel <laughs> and i wanted to earn uh, lakhs of money i was saying like what in one day are you planning to earn with one lakh no within 3 months i wanted to earn one lakh 
how is that possible then prepare and if possible you have to prepare a new content okay. not taking a content from something else because all these youtube channels whoever has uh, got success in that it's not a day one day success they have been working for 5 years 6 years and you know and one such thing is like not only youtube even you take this podcast you know how hard it is right it is like fixing up the time with the person preparing the um, i mean like uh, preparing ourselves for that particular interview and after after conducting the interview the post production is something yeah it's lengthy i i realized it <laughs> oh my god it, it's i have also tried it but yeah. i left it yeah because a lot of time you have to focus i mean you have to edit it on your uh, you have to reedit it you have to rework on certain things and then only the final outcome i made a mistake like you know i forgot to press the recording button for one of my guests i had to redo it everything oh my god <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's oh my god, that's all that. It's all it's all like kind of out of passion. This podcasting you are doing it, right? I mean, I and, I the reason is because I like I mean nothing like your background and your experience. But thing is, I started my career as a sales guy. Like you know, that's the only thing I've mm-hmm. done all my life. Uh, mm-hmm. So the more I was exposed to international audience and uh, selling abroad, I thought I need mm-hmm. to create a platform for our community, Indian community. who work day and night you know, around the clock 24 by 7 supporting uh, international right. audience uh, you know late night mm-hmm. and at times i felt that like we don't get the credit which we deserve it in terms of mm-hmm. if you take it like you know you have you've done uh, you, for for you to take up a project and invest 3 months and uh, mm-hmm. the development work it's 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 hard uh, so with my clients most of them they take care of the front end activities like gathering requirement and functional stuff and then right. they kind of outsource the work to us which is more like development work and they takes time like you know we're working on some project like you know which is still going on for 8 to 9 months and right. that is when i realized listen i need to set up a platform like where uh, i can interview or invite people who supported their client from india overseas clients from india so yeah right. it is it is going on well and luckily i get a chance to interact with people like you as well who has a phenomenal career thank you humdari to i have to say that i have listened to your other uh, right. podcast uh, interviews also it was all wonderful yeah. and more than that let me another one thing that i wanted to point out is that everybody has got a different skill right as you were mentioning that uh, i you were not having this experience and other stuff but uh, what i'll say is like even i'm not having the experience as you have right the sales and marketing thing <laughs> one thing that i can't do <laughs> or leave that for us manjari you don't have to take up anything like no for god's sake now don't build a career in sales and marketing like no, 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 i can't <laughs> now the leave leave that part to us let us make also <laughs> oh my god you okay <laughs> the thing is <laughs> I I always have this uh, thought about sales and marketing people like I never thought of doing that but I was used to think like how can these people sell certain thing like yeah. that easily because we, if I we yeah, have that, to be shameless that's, that's it <laughs> <laughs> It's not that more than that I understood one thing it's like you are kind of figuring out the customers um you go to that level of the customer itself yeah, that 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 le- going to the level of the customer or going to the level of the buyer is something which is not possible for everyone right at one point of time i you know we i'll lose patience 
True. If somebody is asking me again and again, 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 the same thing, or if I wanted to do the same thing again and again, saying the same thing also, I'll get frustrated sometimes. I'll say like, what? Why this? Why? What is happening? Why are they kind of coming again and again and kind of asking? Manjare, I'll tell you something. I've chased people for three years to get a business. Oh. Three years. That patient. And there are people. I, I, there's a potential prospect in California. Okay, uh, and uh. I've been talking to him for the last seven years, and every time I pick up the phone, I say, "Listen, mm. it's been more than seven years. I've been chasing you. Like, you haven't given up anything on it." And there's another uh, guy from UK. Uh, mm. When I started talking to him, he was dating his wife. I mean, wife mm. now. And then okay, again, okay. the next day, I called him up. His wife was pregnant. Now he has a three-month-old baby. He still has. I still haven't tracked it yet. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's more than. What I feel is that it's a long-term connection. True, true. Long-term connection. Not, maybe that time it didn't uh, work out, but the connection that you build with people—that's what I like about sales and marketing people. Because it's not about the money or anything. It's not about the business or anything. It's about connection. True. It's about connection that you wanted to keep it for a longer time. Well, luckily, I had I worked under some good uh, bosses who told me, "Listen, huh. Uh, huh. don't reach out to people thinking that." Mm. You you expecting something from them, or when you go for mm-hmm. a meeting, mm-hmm. that okay, I'm going to get a business, so I need to present myself well. No, exactly. even if they don't give you a business, still like you know you have to treat them the same way you know you treat someone who gives you business. True, true. So that true. kind of stuck in my head for a long time. So uh, irrespective of whether they're giving me business or not, I still greet them once in a while, once in three months. Hey, what's up? How is it going for you? How's life? So that kind exactly. of established. And so at, at times people have you know uh, uh, respected that and given some work. As well as uh, some have referred, uh, I, I received a recent reference because we did some excellent work for our client uh, uh, for the mobile and uh, it's going to launch right. this month. So oh, yeah, so awesome. coming back to our question, I think, uh, so entrepreneurship is something that you suggesting should not be taken by everyone just for the sake of it and think money as a front end. Listen, because I can make good money, I can do whatever I want to. Certainly not. You need to have a passion. And as you rightly said, uh, one thing which I really liked it was you know, there is a... F- team behind you're working for the team as well so that's an extended family you need to think about it before you make any decision uh, in your business right exactly exactly fantastic and what website or portals do you frequently browse to follow technology news or any news which you like in your career it's just google only just google just randomly google Google, Google. yeah yeah randomly i mean uh, just like that it comes in our uh, news board right that new technologies and other stuff and apart from that, um, I'm not a um, uh, regular user of social media except for the business. Uh, I mean, like the business account is the only one which is there in the social media. And uh, through that also, I get uh, technology news um, and LinkedIn that also provides technology news. And apart from this, some networking uh, groups are there. So they used to talk. Uh, regarding the upcoming technologies and other stuff. Fantastic. And how do you spend time over the weekend? I mean, today I've taken your time, uh, you know, more than an hour. So what else mm-hmm. you do over the weekend you know, to recharge yourself or rejuvenate, you know, just to refresh your mind? It's not only about the weekend. Day by day, I'm kind of doing that. Only mm-hmm. eight hours or seven hours, the work means. Then remaining after, when I, after I go home, that completely I'll spend time with my family uh, till 11. Uh, watching, uh, I mean, like movies, um, cooking with mom and um, t- talking with uh, dad about random stuff. 
politics and other things uh <clears throat> then apart from that th- this is something a regular uh, routine right and there is no weekend routine and all there uh, usually on saturdays i'll be working mm. and even on sundays um computer system is something <laughs> you are addicted to something which <laughs> not addicted to i mean like it's kind of like we can say like for a person who wants who read loves reading mm-hmm. books are friends right absolutely so for me this uh, my laptop is my friend so mm-hmm. when i open it uh, i won't go inside mail and look into checking uh, i mean checking mails and forwarding that that and all i won't do but i like to um, what like watch movies mm-hmm. um coloring um yoga and meditation is something a part of my life uh, for a very long time uh so that's something like kind of that also made me a better person do you follow any kind of spiritual guru i mean uh, in our part of the world not exclusively but uh, some youtube preachings teachings and all i used to follow right. sat gurus right. gaur gopal das so those kinds of things right. yeah just uh, on an uh, I, i don't follow anyone but good teachings means i like to listen fantastic and where do you put your money for investment do you invest in stocks or real estate or gold and how often do you do it on a monthly basis or i mean i i the reason i ask this question to everybody is like uh, someone who's listening who's a fresher i really mm-hmm. want him to invest from the beginning Uh, so any any take on that uh, okay yeah initially when i was working uh, before coming into business when i was uh, working as an uh, lecturer or as an uh, it uh, developer that time i uh, in- invested in stocks right for at least 5 6 years i invested in stocks stocks and shares but not actually like intraday trading and all i didn't do mm-hmm. on a long term basis um mutual funds mm-hmm. those things i did invest um these are the two areas i kind of invested in and um, insurance life insurance was another one area that was because of my father right uh, i kind of took that and um, now after coming into business after starting our company um, to be very honest for the first two years investment everything i kind of stopped um i mean i was not able to do that much um completely we're focusing on uh, company the i mean growing company growing the company providing better uh, things to our team so we were focusing on that so i was not able to invest in those uh, initial uh, years and now again um i've seen started investing in uh, mutual funds mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's it not and uh, on a bigger level and month on month i'll be able to save something right. um yeah so depending upon our priorities and do you have any morning and night routine you love to follow i love to follow morning routines at least i'm having some uh, checkpoints on that mm-hmm. uh, um, compulsory yoga meditation um writing journal um at least 15 minutes of walking um so these things are my morning routines uh, <laughs> night routine i haven't started <laughs> i wanted to uh, wanted to spend time for myself alone uh, just listening to music and all that stuff uh, but i couldn't do it but i i wanted to fantastic manjari it was pleasure talking to you i really enjoyed this conversation i think i've, I've learned a lot from you during this uh, this more than an hour session uh, i yeah. wish you all the best and good luck for your company do more uh, good work for your clients uh, we will connect back again sometime in the future i would love to interview you again 
uh, maybe in the future, like, you know, when you have completed a project, a successful project uh, from start to finish, I would love to discuss on those lines as well. Uh, thank you for your time again, Manjari. Thank you, Suresh. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm feeling so grateful to you. And it's a wonderful um, podcast that uh, I haven't talked in. I mean, I haven't shared so many things with anyone um, this detailedly. Fantastic. So, thank you so much for bringing such a wonderful questions also. Uh, so, at least by listening, uh, if somebody is interested in taking up entrepreneurship, uh, they would be getting a better idea. Sure. And I'm going to promote your episode to lots of teachers. Even they might get encouraged, like, you know, okay, let's me switch over to another profession. And I'll advise you yes, not to take over the sales profession. Spare that for us. No, no, no. no. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't even think about taking it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Have a good day. Thank take you. care. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Onside and Offshore Podcast. We hope you found our conversation insightful and engaging. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. That way you'll never miss an episode and will always be up to date with the latest insight and discussion. We love hearing from our listeners, so please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions, comments or feedback. You can find us on social media or shoot us an email. Goodbye and take care.